Good morning. Welcome to Becoming a Dad podcast. This is episode two. Let's jump right into the question of the week was, what is something you thought you would never have to say to your kids, but you say all the time? Some of our responses were, please stop licking that or biting that and stop letting the dog bite you. I personally say don't play in the dog bowl, don't play in the toilet, be gentle, don't slap the window. These are ones I say daily. I have a 14-month-old who is exploring his universe and wants to touch and experience everything. That wraps up question of the week, and let's just keep going, let's roll, roll the clip, roll it. Can we start the show now? Today we're talking about dad guilt. There's many different forms that I've experienced. I'm hoping that this sheds a little bit of light on what dads go through, the emotions we feel. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe this will just put words to how you've been feeling if you're a dad. So um, the main one, of course, is having to go to work all the time. Uh, I've work a pretty demanding job. Hours are long, days are many. Um, There's a hierarchy, there's a chain of command. Excuse me. There's, I mean, I answer to someone. Like most jobs, you have a boss, but at the end of the day, your boss stops being your boss. Like you, you see them in public, you maybe try to avoid them, maybe say hello, be polite. Um, in my case, I don't really see anyone outside of work just because of like how geographically spread out we are. But I'm at work all the time. I mean, I work long days and I work a lot of days. And then there's rules imposed on us like mandatory overtime. It's an extra day or two days a month that I have to go in and work more long hours. I get up before my kid wakes up. I'm up and gone before the first thought goes through his brain in the morning. And I don't come home until either he's eating dinner or after he's done with dinner. I get an hour with my son on my work day and it's the end of the day he's tired he's excited to see me but he's tired maybe a little grumpy i'm tired drained from work i'm it's hard to come home and have this level of energy to match or raise his level of energy you know i come home I'm not exactly wanting to put down my work gear and then immediately pick up a child and entertain them 
but I know from receiving text messages or videos throughout the day or talking to my wife throughout the day, there are things that I'm missing. Your son saying his first word, taking his first steps, trying new foods, experiencing new toys or different sensory tables that my wife creates and gives to him. I miss all that while I'm at work. And I'm grateful. I am so grateful for the pictures and the videos because, of course, now in the day and age we live in, everything can be digitized and saved forever. And luckily, I get to keep these forever. I'm going to have them always. But not being able to experience it firsthand and missing out on a lot of things because of work the dad guilt hits and you're thinking I'm not there for the most amazing firsts that he's not going to remember but I am you know the first time that he takes steps and falls into your arms or he runs over to give you a hug and you miss that if you're at work if you're like me and you work really long hours then you'll miss a lot My job also has me working holidays and weekends. So there are things that I haven't missed yet that I know I'm going to. And I have to be okay with that because that's what I signed up for when I took the job. But it still brings me guilt. I still think about all the things I'm going to miss or have missed. And I feel guilty because I feel like I'm putting my job or I'm putting money ahead of my son, ahead of my daughter. But at the same time, you then feel guilty if you're not at work because you know that every day you're not earning money, you're burning money. And life is expensive. If I'm not able to go to work and provide, then... I have to worry about my kids being homeless. I have to worry about them not being able to eat. I have to worry about so much. And it's all because of money. If I don't work enough, I don't make enough. If I don't make enough, I can't provide enough. And nobody's making you feel this way. Like, as a dad, you don't have to have someone tell you, oh, you're not working enough. Oh, you're not there enough. You're not providing enough to feel this way. You don't have to have someone tell you that you work too much or that you miss stuff. You'll you'll figure that out on your own real quick. But... You also don't have to have anyone tell you, hey, you're missing the first baseball game. You're missing the first steps. You're missing first time he babbles or the first time he says a full word. You'll get videos of it, and then you'll realize that you're not there to see these things, and you'll feel bad, but then you'll feel bad for feeling bad because you chose this. No one made you do this. You decided. You're the one to take the job with the long hours. You're the one who 
decided that this would be the best way to provide for your family, and that's what you're doing. You're providing for your family, but it's hard work. Now you have to miss out on things. Another way that I've been feeling the dad guilt recently would be taking stress out on family. Uh, Stressful day at work, come home tired, anxious, worn out. Your nerves feel like they've been stretched and frayed. And... Of course, you get inside the door, your kids are happy to see you, your wife is excited to see you because now she finally has an adult to talk to, she also has somebody to help with the kids, and you just want to sit down and relax, do whatever it is you do for stress management or to just wash away the day, but in my case... I don't do that. I try not to. And it's not because my wife wouldn't understand or my wife doesn't let me. I don't want that to come across because my wife is amazing. And if I had a really rough day and I said I just needed like five minutes, ten minutes, she would have no problem letting me take that extra time just to end my work day and be able to give my full attention to my family. But when I come home, I know that she's been working the same number of hours I have. My son is amazing. My daughter is amazing. They both sleep mostly through the night without interruption. Knock on wood. This doesn't jinx that. But they both wake up early. My son has routinely woken up at or before 7 a.m., for months. So my wife is busy handling kids the entire time I'm at work. And so when I get home, she needs a break. She needs adult interaction. She needs to have a conversation that most of the words are pronounced correctly. I can't say I pronounce everything correctly or that I even talk coherently all the time, but more so than my son. So she wants adult interaction. She wants to have a conversation about things other than animal sounds and toys. So I need to give that to her. This is where the dad guilt comes in. If I've had a rough day or I just, I'm tired and I'm frustrated, she comes to me needing something, whether it's attention, interaction, a hug, Something She's coming to me to provide something that she needs. And I can react negatively at times. I snap or I, even if it's like a brush off, like, you know, the side hug or uh, the peck kiss instead of really taking the time to give her a hug, say hello, give her a decent kiss. Well, then if I pay attention, I can see that that affects her mood. It changes her demeanor. It's like, okay, well, I just let the day get the best of me. I just let emotions that people I work with or the people that I service in my job get the best of me. I let them 
take something from me to where I'm not able to give that to my family. I come home and my son is excited to see me. He's ready to play and I'm tired. Or maybe my son's tired and he's doing something he's not supposed to. And instead of taking the time to correct him and teach him, I just walk over and pick him up and say, no, don't do that. Stop that. Liam, go stop doing that. That that doesn't benefit him. It doesn't teach him. It doesn't encourage him to grow. I don't want to be a dad that my son looks... When my son's older, he's 20s, 30s, and he looks back. I don't want him to think of memories of his dad coming home from work and remember, oh, I had to stay away from dad when he got home from work for like 30 minutes because he was always upset. I don't want to be the dad who their kids, their kids know my foot sounds when I'm walking down the hallway or I'm walking through the house. I don't want my kids to know based on my walk if I'm upset or not. I don't want them to be able to listen to the sounds of my feet falling as I walk in the direction of their room and know dad's pissed. I don't want to cause that trauma for my kids. The other day, and now that I'm thinking of it, I I honestly don't even know what my son was doing. All I can think of right now is my son was doing something I did not like in that moment. Whether it be playing with something he wasn't supposed to, doing something I told him not to, messing with something, whatever it was. I can't even remember. It's so dumb. He was doing something I didn't like in the moment, and I snapped. And I said something. I didn't yell at him. I didn't cuss at him. I didn't freak out. I didn't lay a finger on him. Nothing like that. But my reaction to whatever he was doing was to tell him, you know what, fine, I'm just going to go put you in your bed. I, I said it out of anger, frustration. Not even five minutes later, I'm sitting there, like, contemplating the things I just said, what my son just witnessed. And I hope to God this is not something that he remembers. But I let a day full of frustration, anxiousness, uneasiness, I let that take too much of my energy to where when my son did something that was mildly against what I wanted at the time, I snapped at him and said something out of anger. And after thinking of this for, after the incident happened, and actually my son ended up going to sleep shortly thereafter, I'm sitting in my living, excuse me, I'm sitting in my living room
not almost tearing up talking with my wife about the incident and I'm actually afraid that that's something that my son would remember that my son would remember his dad being upset or angry over something so small and snapping at him uh, another thing just the other day my beautiful baby girl took, I guess, one too many naps during the day and stayed up past her bedtime. I mean, she's two months old. She doesn't actually have, like, a set bedtime. Like, it's, you know, they sleep a lot. They sleep all the time. But she usually goes down sometime between, like, 7 and 8. But for some reason, she was up at, like, 9 o'clock. And I'm tired. I hadn't even eaten dinner yet. I'm hungry. Long day at work. And she's laying in her bed. And I I had been rocking her. She was completely asleep. Ready to go. Get her into the bedroom. Go to lay her down in the crib. And because I move her from off of me into the crib. She wakes up. So I put her in the crib. I'm trying to put the binky back in her mouth. And she keeps rolling her head side to side. And I... I I just had to pause. And I had to stop. And I'm like, I do not get this. Why are you being so difficult to put to sleep? What is going on? And I'm... I, I, I... lay her down, I move back, I have to take a breath, I have to breathe, I have to take a moment, because I really don't know what's going on, and I just want to put you to sleep, so then I can spend the next hour eating some food, getting ready for the next day, and then going to sleep, because I have to be awake early in the morning, but I also need to prep for the next day, because... I, if I don't prep for the next day, I'm going to be so far behind before the day even begins. And in that moment, I chose convenience. I chose emotions. And I reacted emotionally. She's two months old. She doesn't know bedtime. She doesn't know what's going on. She just knows that she was cuddled up in the rocking chair with dad and now she's getting put down in a bed and she didn't like that she didn't it was un, it, it changed her level of comfortability to the point where she woke up it's something i've been struggling with is reacting emotionally to in, to incidents or to things that shouldn't be emotionally charged. My kids are amazing. And I will work as hard as I can to the day I die to provide a better life for them than I had for myself. And that's not saying that I had a bad life. I mean, I grew up pretty decently 
in a loving family, both parents. I didn't want for any necessities. I had a good childhood, but I want to do better for my kids than what I had. And so I work hard. I try to provide. And then that causes the dad guilt for if I spend too much time at work. But then if I go back home or I spend too much time at home, I worry if I'm not providing well enough. And it's a cycle. Just goes round and round. And I'm trying to find that good middle ground where I can provide and I can say I'm doing good and I'm plugged in at work. I'm doing what I need to do to provide. And I'm providing a level of myself to my job that allows me to keep my job or progress in my job. But at the same time, I want to be at home giving myself to my kids to provide and encourage them to grow and give them the space and the encouragement and the tools needed to grow and become young adults and then become adults later in life and be a good parent, good father and good mother to their kids. That'll be it for today. Uh, I'm sure we'll revisit this topic as my kids grow and I experience new levels of dad guilt or I experience them in different ways. So let's look at some other parents that don't have it all together. Parents on the internet. For this week, parents on the internet, we are staying right here in the state of Florida, just a little bit north of where I'm at. So the article reads, Florida mom accused of leaving kids in car that caught fire while she was allegedly shoplifting. It says a Florida mom is facing two felony charges after allegedly leaving her two children in a car that caught fire while she was allegedly shoplifting, leaving one child with first-degree burns. Police arrested Alicia Moore, 24, of Orlando, on charge of aggravated child neglect and arson after flames engulfed her car, trapping her children inside while she was allegedly shoplifting inside the Oviedo Mall on May 26th. According to the arrest report, Moore allegedly left her kids inside the 2016 Lincoln around noon that day while she and an unknown male allegedly headed inside Dillard's department store and spent about an hour shoplifting. When she was leaving the store, she saw her car engulfed in flames and dropped the stolen merchandise and fled the store, the report states. The car was completely totaled by the flames, the report states. One child tried to escape the car and bystanders ultimately helped rescue them before they were rushed to Arnold Palmer Hospital. One child suffered several first-degree burns, including on her face and ears, according to the arrest report. Children's ages are unknown. When interviewed by police, Moore stated only her biographical information and requested an attorney. That's crazy to me. How do you take your kids with you when you know you're going to go shoplift? And then you see your kids in danger and then you flee the scene. That makes no sense. How are you going to 
first off, bring your kids to go commit something illegal. And then when you see them in danger, eminent, life-threatening danger, not like somebody's going to end up with a scrape, but like, I don't do something, you're going to die. You just run away. Just don't care. Just going to flee the scene. That is absolutely crazy to me. I, 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 I don't know, as a, a parent, how do you do that? How do you make that decision? What's going on in your head? That's ridiculous. It's crazy. But it's nice to see that other parents also don't have everything figured out. And that there are some parents out there who don't handle situations the best. It lets us know that, hey, we're not alone. Parents make mistakes. Gladly, I can say I've never made this mistake, and I don't feel like I've ever made a mistake this big. I, I really don't know how it gets to that point. So, next, moving on, we will get question from the listeners. Hey, Dad, can I ask you a question? For this week's question, someone asked us how we deal with stress, stress management. Now, personally, my job that I'm in, it's high stress. You hear a lot of things and you can take stuff home with you. Think about it later and deal with it for a while. Now, for me, I don't really have an issue distancing myself from what I'm hearing, uh, deal with an incident, finish it, move on. I don't really think about it too much. Um, in, during the incident going on, if I'm hearing things that are stressful or I'm in the middle of a high stress situation, kind of just go back to the basic functions. It's like, okay, in my head, I think of, I need to get X, Y, Z done and it needs to be in that order. So focus on X, then move to Y, then go to Z. Do the first thing in front of you, do it well, move on till you're done. Once you're done, it's finished. Don't think about it. Don't go back to it. You did what you could do to the best of your ability. There's no sense in going back or trying to re-create something or do something better. Do it to the best of your ability. Get it done. Move on. The aftermath stress. Going home, thinking about something, uh, or trying to deal with your day after your day's over. You're at home, you're hanging out, work's done. Whether the day was really stressful or you dealt with someone that was super stressful at work, and you know, you get home, you're just, you're tired, you're irritated. I do enjoy the regular beer, uh, going home, getting changed, getting out of the work uniform, putting on comfy clothes. The best thing for stress right now is hanging out with my kids after work. Um, for everyday stress after work, come home, get changed, 
I like to pick up my daughter, get my baby snuggles in, and then generally speaking, she needs to get fed and then she gets put back in a, uh, like a bounty chair. And then uh, if my son has already had dinner, generally we do bath time and I get him in his pajamas and then I, we, we play a like uh, chasing game. I get on my hands and my knees and I chase him around the house and he loves that. He has the biggest grin. He runs away from me while looking back at me with a big smile on his face and it's so, it's incredible to see to know that he's having that much fun with me and after a long day it's it's just great to see it's like hey like dad's here playing and I'm having a great time um like I said before for everyday stress I like to have a beer like at the end of the day after work go home grab a drink I am a hundred percent not for drinking to feel numb I don't want anyone to hear that. I don't want people to think that's what I'm doing or I don't want people to think that I am promoting that. If you have to drink to feel numb or you have to drink to make the day bearable, please get help. Talk to your job, see if they have an employee assistance program, talk to a friend, have a very honest and frank conversation with them. If you are feeling like this, you have to call your friends or get a therapist, talk to your parents, talk to somebody at work, anyone. But if you are drinking to feel numb or to make something that you're dealing with go away, I'm begging you, please get help. I hear all too often of people who let something that is stressful eat away at them until it's all they can think about. They fixate on it. It is the biggest thing in their life. And then when they're finally ready to get help, they feel like they're at this breaking point where there's no return. It's either get help or end their life. And I don't want anyone to be put in that position. I don't want anyone to ever feel like that. So if you have to drink or use some other substance or some other additive to your life to make the day go away. Please stop, please call a friend, get a therapist, call your job, see if they have an employee assistance program. See if your health insurance, if you have it, see if they have connections to get you in touch with somebody. But please don't turn to a substance to make your day bearable. Now that PSA over, like I said, I do enjoy a regular drink, but I can also go through the day, go home, go to sleep at night, and I don't have to drink. I'm fine not drinking. I enjoy it, but it's not needed. The biggest thing for me would be my kids, being able to go home and play with my kids. Another way I deal with stress would be comedy podcasts, comedy radio. Um, there's plenty of comedians for every type of humor that you're into. They have specials, YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, uh, Peacock, streaming services of all different styles have different 
comedians. It just depends on who you're into, what type of comedy that you want to listen to. Um, physical exercise is great. Uh, of course, I wish I had more of that. But if you are able to get out and have some type of physical exercise, whether it's just walking, uh, you get out for a light jog, go for a run, you go to the gym, hit a bag. It As long as you do something physical to exert energy from your body, it will help relieve stress. It'll help relieve tension. So those are all great things. I don't get as much physical exercise as I need probably, but I do get a pretty decent amount of physical exercise. I, I walk my dog twice a day. I play with my kids. My son is a pretty handy weight when it comes to doing uh, arm curls or chest press. I can lay on the ground and I can just play with him and he thinks it's hilarious and he thinks it's just a game, but I can work out select muscle groups and use him as a weight. So stress management, it's different for everybody, but for me, I've got it down pretty good. I like to listen to comedy, watch comedy, have an occasional beer, play with my kids, and physical exercise. Those are all ways that I deal with it. I would love to hear of other ways because if we can help other people, other listeners by dealing with stress, uh, if you know of classes or resources, uh, reach out. There, My email is in the description below. I would love to help other people deal with stress better or if they're looking for more input or resources, I'd love to be able to provide those. So if you know of anything or if you have ideas or how you deal with stress, just reach out. Emails in the description below and hopefully we can help each other. All right. And now that's it for today. And we'll close this podcast there with stress management. finish this i'm bored all right so today we have a dad joke for you i told my doctor i broke my leg in two places you know what he told me don't go to those places anymore all right thanks for listening come back next week for a new episode